You're listening to Gizmonic Institute Radio. In the not-too-distant future, in the basement of a chunky cheese, there was a guy named Dr. Odd, concocting an evil scheme. One thing that drove him bonkers was people talking when movies played. So he shot some suckers into space to make them watch MST3K. Somebody stop me. Nobody can stop ah, you. Cha, 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 cha. Ah, do we need to hit the button again because we're in the maskiverse? I think we're in the maskiverse. hi yeah. <laughs> Oh, we're in the universe where everything's funny. Oh, everything's funny all the time. Oh, <laughs> uh, the mortal oh, coil. This rules. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to hit this button one more time. We're in the universe where we're all teapots. Hello, I'm, I'm a teapot. I'm going to pour my tea all over you. I'm a teapot. All right, let's push the button with our spouts. How come Dr. Odd never changes in any of these? <laughs> yeah, he seems to be immune I'm just, to the teapot. I'm just watching this in yeah. complete awe. Are you in like some sort of, uh, what's what's that, a like Faraday a, cage? Yeah. I'm not even sure we have actually been going through any universes. <laughs> I, I'm starting to suspect that you guys have just been doing this on your own. It's some kind of nerd routine. Can Space Madness make you look like a teapot? Because yeah. I look exactly like well, a teapot. I mean, are you looking at us? Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I was are thinking we- maybe it was just really elaborate cosplay. Mm, I wish. I wish I could cosplay this good. I'd cosplay as Samus from Metroid. Look, I told you guys about how I took that vaccine. That's why it's not affecting me, okay? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Huh, okay. And I gotta well, be let's... honest, I'm kind of regretting it now. Yeah, you could have been a teapot. Could have been it a teapot. Short and stout. Yeah, I hope, that, I hope that the beast figures out how to love again. Here's my handle. Here's my, let's figure this out. I'm All gonna right. punch per- this Yeah, press button. the button to DA again. Yep, go ahead. Whatever. Oh, I think I'm I'm me. I think I'm Renee again. Oh, and God. I'm definitely Jeff. Uh-oh. And if we work together, we can put <laughs> Americans into space oh, by the no. end of the decade. Oh, I'm pushing the button. Yeah. Oh, yes, press the button. Okay, I feel pretty normal. Uh, I feel as normal as possible. All right, good. You're not uh, you're not oh. some kind of weird Kennedy. What? What? What, what is, is that? that a, is that a robot dog? Looks like we've got a dog in this universe. Is that? Did that? Did, are you seeing this, Doctor? Is this? Yeah, is this I'm space seeing it. And okay. I did not approve this, by the way. I did not give anyone permission to get a pet. You've seen I mean, the, You've seen the rule book. You've read the manual. No. Ah, every time. I okay. So it does look like it's pooping. It's a disturbing. Uh, yeah. bark that is happening there. What is what is the story with this thing? I don't know, but uh, it it it's very boxy. It mm-hmm. barely resembles a dog, but no. it is opening an orifice and jumping out nuts and bolts. On yeah, the uh-huh. there's that. These nuts and bolts stink. They do stink. These stink. I don't know. <laughs> what? 
what is this? Good, uh, good boy, I guess. Yeah. Do you do you need to go out the the airlock? Okay, he's rolling away. Wow, yeah. he's really squeaky. Oh, he's on he's on wheels. He's huh? so loud. Wow. Okay. Well. This so universe will be okay. You want to press the button again? Or? No, let's just stay in the universe where everything's the same, except for now we have a terrible robot dog. Okay. As far as you know, anyway. Yeah, I guess. That's the yeah, only I mean, difference. You don't you don't really know. Like maybe maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys checked your toenails? Maybe they're made of cheese now. Oh, tasty. No, I that, mean, Renee's. No, I mean, still, chips were already made of no. cheese. They still, they're still, they're still definitely keratin, though. They look mm. like nails. Do well, they taste, taste the like nails? They taste the same as they always have. Huh. Yep. Yeah, right, uh, but like I said, GIFs, we're already cheese. I know this mm-hmm. for a fact, so uh, yeah. I guess it, whatever. It was a bad example, but I'm just saying mm-hmm. there may be other weird things going on. Well, we'll keep an eye out, but for now I'm pretty content with this one. Well, it's definitely better than the universe where you were just Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Yeah, that was actually... I kind of like that one, to be (laughs) honest. I mean, from down here. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. I wouldn't want to have been up there, of course. No, stuck in a spaceship. The spaceship turned into an old hospital. Yeah, there was Uh, fog everywhere for some mm -hmm. reason. Everywhere. Indoors, inside a spaceship, there's fog. The draw Everywhere. distance of our spaceship was reduced significantly. Very low. Yeah. Uh-huh. Very low field of view. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, but this is nice. I, You know, I feel like we're kind of back to as close to normal. I do want to check in real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, did you give Topher the vaccine? Uh, no. Okay. Now that you, now that you mention it. Where okay. is he? Where is the... Where is that damn bald ape? <laughs> Oh, he's still there. Okay. Oh, you're right. There are differences in this universe. He doesn't work at Ralph's anymore. He works at Vaughn's. No, that was just he got fired. Okay. (laughs) He got a new job at Vaughn's. Okay. Okay. Turns out out when you're hired to bag groceries, Uh they don't want you to send, you know, grocery bags full of monkey dung to their house. Yes, I told you. I told you that wouldn't work out. Oh, so it's like a delivery kind of thing. Not yeah. just like in the bagging lane. Aww. Oh, Topher has tears in this universe. Wow, you're right. I thought those I thought I had removed those already. Yeah, I, you made us watch you do that. I know. Yeah. It was very educational, you have to admit. Yeah, you don't teach us a lot of science, but that was one of the sciences you taught us. Uh, it looks like he's You're climbing. welcome. He's descending into the ball pit. So. Yeah, yeah, there's where he goes. That's his, he calls that his sad room. Oh, no. <laughs> he, he spends a lot of time there. That is, uh, he does, and it's yeah. starting to smell because the his funk on his mm. weird, bald ape body is starting yeah. to rub off on all the balls. Yeah, you gotta. I think I don't think that that Vaughn's uniform started out like kind of a tannish, yellowish color. You know what that makes me think of? What's that? The other day, I had a dream. Okay. That I was an orangutan who had a lot of funk on me. Huh. And then I was inside of a ball pit. Wow. But the balls were all my mother. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Man, you know what? That gives me an idea. Okay. What? I should go. I just remembered. The other day, I was over in uh, Chinatown, here okay. where I live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Chuck E. Cheese in Chinatown. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. yes, the famous <laughs> Chinatown Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh-huh. Uh huh. Tourist, tourist trap. Yeah, it is. literally, literally, it's a trap for people. But uh, you know, they said we actually had uh, uh, a sign up front that advertised dim sum. 
okay. uh, here at the Chuck E. Cheese, which people thought was very unique, you mm-hmm. know, it being Chinatown. What we actually meant was that, uh, you know, only dim people uh, uh, added up the sums of your bill. So it may oh. be all. Okay. <laughs> So I thought it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I thought it was like Chuck E. Cheese and dim sum. You know, mm. there's some extra. You know, I uh. thought that, that would have been better. Not that you yeah. mentioned it. Uh-huh. You know, we got Chuck E. Cheese, then we got a little mm. dim something else. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese and dim sum. Yeah. I like oh, that's that. kind of giving me flashbacks anyway, to the Toby first. <laughs> I yeah. was over there and I happened into a very uh, mysterious-looking uh, bookstore. Okay. Ooh. Where. Uh, an old man with a very long Fu Manchu mustache. Uh, okay. he, well, first of all, he tried to uh, sell me some kind of animal yeah. in a box. Oh. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, come see my place. I got all I got that <laughs> yeah. covered. Like, you're like, that's yeah. nothing. Yeah, don't he's like, don't, more. don't, don't feed this after that. midnight. And you're like, that's the only time I feed yeah, my that's, animal. That's yeah. literally, mm-hmm. I, I told him, I was like, I have a chupacoibra. I don't know. I didn't even feed it. Ever. Yeah, no. <laughs> he looked yeah. very confused. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, what he did give me, however, though, was this dream journal. Oh. Uh, dream book. I'm sorry. Okay. Not really I do like a that it says live, yeah. laugh, love on the front. <laughs> yeah, it, does. it does. I thought that was weird, uh-huh. too. I didn't yeah. think that was uh, Chinese writing. That appears <laughs> no. to be very much. It doesn't have anything much. to do with dreaming, either. No. But, yeah, maybe uh, it's like the opposite of like you know when when someone gets like a tattoo in Chinese and they think it means like you know heart of the warrior, but uh, it actually you know says like I I farted in my my pants or something. And wait, so like me, maybe me, I, wait, I, that sounds familiar. I flip through here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Right on this oh, page, I farted okay. in my pants. Is, yeah. Uh, see, I think this is the English equivalent. They're like, hey, make this dream journal say dream or sorry dream book say dream book, and they put live laugh love on it as a joke. Hey, whatever, man. Yeah, okay. it's, it's I fine. was intrigued because I wanted to evaluate the dreams. And here Ooh. we are. What a coincidence. Ah, uh, yeah. That Renee would have this, what is some kind of weirdo dream that yeah. she has. And, mm-hmm. uh, well, I wouldn't say weird, but but can you tell me what my dream is? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got a, I got, I have weirdo dreams all the time. Okay, great. I, great. I blacked out while you were talking, and I had like four. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That is impressive. Yeah. And probably another reason we should take you to the medical bay uh, fairly yeah. soon. Uh, I didn't know we had one also. Yeah, we um, got a medical bay. It's uh, Now, I will tell you, uh, it is not free. It not, oh, not, okay. None of, the, none of the best healthcare in the world is. Duh. No. So you're so, saying I didn't have to stitch this open wound with cabling? No, you could have absolutely gone to mm. the medical bay. Now, it is uh. coin-operated. You will have to, oh. uh, you know, insert coins. Yeah, can we use odd bucks? Is there some sort of, like, change machine? Right, there can... is. Uh, I can get you some change. Now, there okay. is a bit of a conversion rate. Sure. You know, like 50 <laughs> to 1. Yeah, but nice. it, But <laughs> anyway, yeah. we'll, talk, we'll deal with that. We'll mm. deal with that another time. But what I'm saying is... Uh, you do have medical bay there too. You How know, much you want. S- suture thread will three odd bucks get me? That will get you literally a millimeter <laughs> of thread. No. So maybe though a very tiny cut. Yeah. A very tiny one. Very yeah, tiny. I guess that's yeah. good to know. If I get a paper cut, I can stitch it shut. I don't even think it'll. I think that's too big of a. That's too big of a wound. All right. For a millimeter. Yeah. Yeah, millimeter. Yeah. That's three odd bucks. I don't know how many mm. odd bucks you guys got left. I got three. Well, yeah. <laughs> that's gonna be. Well, <laughs> let me tell you, there's some uh, super glue 
over there in the. In oh, the yeah. Cabin. I mean, that works better than stitches anyway. Yeah, or that's cables. what I would say. I just, uh, I just cauterize my my little paper cuts shut with this uh, lit Lucky Strike unfiltered. Listen, as a doctor, yeah, I can tell you mm-hmm. that I totally agree with that statement. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know yeah. how, like, when you uh, you watch commercials and stuff, and they say nine out of ten doctors. Yeah, yeah. I am actually that tenth doctor. Okay. <laughs> Does it agree? The contrarian doctor. And all of those, and all of those commercials. They always come to me for some reason. I think because they know I'm going to say no. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, nobody's going to believe them if they say 10 out of 10 doctors, That's right? That's what I'm saying. They're going to be so like, come 100%, me, come on. You know, mm-hmm. hey, hey, look, $12 is $12. That's what yeah. I say. Uh, yeah, I think I think they're underpaying you. Well, that does make sense because I, I know that if you are incredibly scared of, like, the mermaids and merfolk and, and all sorts of, like, you know, people from beneath the waves. Absolutely. And so if they, if someone came to you and said, what do you think of this gum? It's called Trident. You would run away screaming exactly. because you were that afraid that you were going to get hurt by a mermaid weapon. It yeah. did happen. And I said, keep your scaly mitts off mm-hmm. of me <laughs> yep. and your disgusting fish person gum. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we've moved away from picking apart my psyche. You know what oh, I think sure, we did? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I'm glad yeah. you brought us back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank I'm glad you. you. But listen, what was that dream about here? Let me get the old book out here. Okay. Live, Let's laugh, love. Okay. Live, laugh, love. Okay. okay so, so my dream was that I was in a ball pit and I was an orangutan and I stank and all the balls were my mom. Hmm. Okay. Let's see here. Orangutan. Let's see. Go to the old index here. Ball yep. pit. Ball pit. Impressive. <laughs> hmm. That is yes. That is an entry in there. The it is. Right. Uh, here we go. A little bit of a thing here okay uh yeah i got it yeah it turns out that you're a total ding dong oh no that's what it says right here it it doesn't say that take it back now he's holding it up to the camera it's just just a page a single page yeah total ding dong on it man this is a great book i gotta say it was worth it was absolutely worth uh signing over all those uh you know my the labor after my death to that oh. to that old man in, the, in that weird weird Chinese bookstore that I'd never seen before yeah I'm gonna until go today play with the bad robot dog oh okay well do you want to hear about my dream let's I'll tell you what does it say he's you, a ding dong too well I'd say the odds are high if <laughs> I was if I was a betting man why don't you guys go do your nerd log okay okay mm-hmm. I'm going to you know really dig in here Really find out, you know, the real, the real nuts and bolts. Sorry, didn't mean to bring that up again. I know yeah, it smells in there right oh, now. Oh, it stinks so bad. Yeah. I don't know how metal can smell so bad. Oh, it can. Yeah, it, well, it does. Have it you can, ever been to a Slayer can. concert? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. Well, all right, you guys go do that, and I will dig in, we'll, and we'll come back, and we'll take a look at these dreams. All right. This is the audio log for MSD3K Season 12, Episode 3, Lords of the Deep. Lords of the Rings. <laughs> deep, deep deep Ring ring Lords. Lord of the Deep Rings. I, I do like how you did go for Lord of the Rings, even though this has nothing to do with uh, <laughs> fantasy or... You know, this movie scarcely has anything to do with anything, so yeah, that's yes. hardly a critique. Okay, you know what? I, I I acquiesce. Thank you. You are one hundred percent right. It has nothing to do with with anything. The message I think is supposed to be like 
like environmental conservation is important, but I don't in the way that birdemic is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yes, this yes, is the that is aquatic, a perfect comparison. This is the Sea World version of birdemic. I mean, this is underwater birdemic. Yeah, mm-hmm, with less solar panels. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the episode first. Um, so the first segment uh, it opens up. Jonah is doing more work on the uh, the thing they used to store all the movies, mm-hmm. like the little the where they put all the tubes, and uh, Tom and Crow are running by and uh, tell him that they stole in the plans for Moon 13 um, and they give them to Jonah because they're being pursued by the skeleton crew who are apparently very bad at catching them. And the skeleton crew says when they come catch up to Jonah, mm-hmm. um, they say, did you see the golden reindeer? Yes. Which brought up a very <laughs> interesting conversation betwixt you and I, uh-huh. which was what did you think Crow was in your youth? Um, I, I, a dog. I also thought dog. Yeah. Which, you know, for the longest time, it didn't even occur to me that he's already named after an animal. Mm, you yeah. know, when you grow up with it, because, you know, I was born in 1990. Right. Um, and so I grew up with Mystery Science Theater, and Crow was just Crow. You didn't have to think about it. No, it's like yeah. somebody comes mm-hmm. up to you and says their name is Bob. You don't, like, yeah. look at them, and you're like, but are you a Bob? Yeah. Are, are you are you actually a Bob? Are you really a Bob? And so I didn't do that with Crow. Well, and I, I don't know necessarily, like... You can name a dog crow. Right, right. Right. I, I don't I don't know. Both the muzzle and the catcher's mitt sort of mm-hmm. thing. Look like lacrosse, ears. Lacrosse yeah. paddle. Well, I don't know what uh, that is. A lacrosse. Uh, it's like a hook. I was, I wanna, what is that thing called? Right in, listeners. Someone from our, one of our East Coast listeners. Dear is listeners. Like screaming. In at their mind. Their, yeah, their but they look right like now. ears to me. Mm-hmm. So, but I could also see reindeer. I got that. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a very, very, Golden Reindeer was a very, uh... Whereas Tom Servo does indeed clearly read chicken. Mm-hmm, You yes. can get almost nothing. In fact... Didn't they call him a gumball machine? Yeah, oh, maybe they did. Okay. But But I think that he's pretty universally seen as a chicken. I've never seen him as a chicken. What? Yeah, never. He's a gumball machine. No, he's, it looks like he's a chicken bill. And when I was, uh, I went to Belgium once yeah. and I met a friend with a friend who had never seen Mystery Science Theater. Uh-huh. And she had got a little uh, gumball machine and they had started naming it like the little chicken. And they mm. would, because its face looked kind of like a chicken. And it was just a gumball machine. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm not I alone. I mean, I see this. the beak, but I've never, I've never see, seen Tom Server and said, oh, it's a chicken. I, I just mean, assumed I that everyone now. did. But, yeah, because he does have kind of a chicken-shaped body. Let's do a poll. Okay. Is Tom Servo a chicken? <laughs> a, a dog? A gumball machine. A gumball machine. Um, what else could he be? Uh, Upside-down tornado? Oh, an upside-down... <laughs> okay. All right. We'll do <laughs> yeah. a poll. Uh, yeah, yeah. It'll yeah. be great. Um, anyway, sorry to I derail. can't wait to forget to put that poll up on Facebook, <laughs> like the last poll we talked about that I don't even remember what it is. Um, they do give the plans to Moon 13 to Jonah. Will this pay off? Is this is this something that will pay off? Based off of prior experience, no. Yeah, because we still don't know who the intruder is. How Jonah in escaped. 13. Um, yeah, how he escaped from Reptilicus. Uh, what Reptilicus is. I do really appreciate the idea that they are setting up pieces of this meta narrative to never use mm-hmm. like that that is the most mst3k yeah i can get thing. some pleasure out of that mm, yeah um so uh the invention exchange um joan and the bots their invention is the an air hockey table powered by the hand dryer in a public restroom and then they try to use a toy oh what is it the puck for the toilet. Oh, the uh, the urinal oh the urinal cake. cake. Uh-huh. Yes, as the puck. Which is a that is the worst name for what that is. What does it do? Uh, oh, oh, I get to educate you. Yes, on, please. Okay, so it 
is in the urinal. Okay. It, it's it, not cake. No, it's not definitely not cake, which is why it's named horribly wrong. Okay. Um, it didn't even look like a cake. It Maybe like, a pancake. It sits in like this little plastic thing mm-hmm. in, in the bottom of the urinal. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you pee on it, it doesn't smell bad. Well, it smells bad, but it, it smells like bad covered with like a uh, you know, floral So it's scent. like an air freshener? Kind of, yeah. It's like a pee activated air freshener. Do, does the that, pee they, that they called a cake. Does pee smell that bad? It I think it does if it's mixed with other pee. But like you flush. You 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 do. Most dudes don't do a good job at that. At let's the, the let's flushing move on. Part. Yeah. Let's just move on. There's something about mellow yellow. I don't know. Ask Dr. Odd. Dr. Odd will be. I don't want to ask Dr. Odd about how he pees (laughs) and what he pees on. I'm good. I'm thoroughly good. Thank you. Um, The Mads Invention Exchange um, are. I'm going to put a cake in the toilet for you. Oh, no. But you're going to do like a real cake. Well, I mean, that's all we've got. It's not going to flush. It's going to be a cake made out of uh, cat food. Yeah, cat food cake. Uh That'll that'll smell terrible. In the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how I show my appreciation for our friendship. Okay. Well, I. You had a need I didn't know about. Now I can meet it. I didn't have that need. I, I did not. But. Well. I appreciate the thought. All right. Um, the Mads Invention Exchange, they have drone-powered, uh, like... Puppets. Pop- yeah, they're marionettes. Yeah. They're es- essentially, it's like the idea is they're able to remotely uh, torture Jonah and the bots. But Which made me think of Annabelle, our dearly oh, departed friend. yes, yes. Rest in power, Annabelle. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she might still be... I mean, her spirit's spirit. probably still kicking around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, her physical form has been melted. And in fact, I've been noticing the lights have been going off and on a lot lately. And sometimes I hear rattling and screaming at night. So. Oh, that's just me. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I'm I'm uh, I'm playing uh, Ghost Town. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, yeah, they uh, Joan and the bots quickly disable these marionettes by cutting the strings, which. Somehow cuts the the wires in the actual like virtual reality controls. That was, that was a funny touch. Yes, right? it yeah. made me laugh. And then Jonah makes them kiss, mm-hmm. which is uh, uh, which we finally got to the part of the gauntlet that is the key art for the MST3K episode menu on Netflix. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, because it's I've I've wondered when it when are we going to see those puppets that he's making kiss, and we finally saw them. Good, good. Um, the second segment. Tom and Crow uh, find one of the blobs from the movie, um, and every time they make Jonah touch it, he re- he <laughs> reveals an a traumatic childhood yeah, memory. memory. Yeah, memory. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. which is uh, and and then he's like, oh yeah, I'm just I'm just joking around, I'm just playing around, and then they make him touch it again. And, I love yeah. it when they say like, uh, I what is it? Running gags always feel very real and personal. Yes, <laughs> that's a very good. It's <laughs> a good line. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it was a good segment too. I like. Oh, that. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was one of my my favorite. It was just like really creative and like it didn't get old. They it lasted the exact amount of time it yep. needed to. Yeah, it, it was the right amount of menacing and and also innocent for mm-hmm. the bots. Yes. Sometimes in this newer season, they could be like a little bit more menacing than yeah. I sometimes uh-huh. want them to be in my heart. Yeah. Um, and this this was still menacing and not nice, but somehow they like played it off with a kind of endearment, yeah. endearing innocence that yeah. I enjoyed. Um, the third segment, uh, Tom and Crow use the rock, paper, scissors rhyme from the movie to settle an rock, argument. Rock, paper, scissors, 
No, pie it wasn't even rock paper scissors. Cherry it was like, apple oranges cry. Yeah, it was. Some, it was something. It was like uh, hot dogs feet. Peaches pumpkin apple, apple pie. pie. Yeah, I, I don't know. The won't you tuck me in at night? <laughs> oranges goldfish upside down. We didn't start the, the fire. fire. I thought that's what they were doing. With oh their head, is no, that they were going to just start. They doing were referencing the dumb rhyme right, that the guys did on the right. Ship. But then I thought they were going to just start singing. We didn't start the fire. because oh. it, it it that it does align itself yeah maybe rem got the idea for their song we didn't start the fire from lords of the deep watching those two maintenance guys play rock paper scissors maybe is rock paper scissors copyrighted no okay all right i didn't know because maybe that's why they didn't i think they're supposed to be funny Mm, they are funny they were funny guys the uh mads also start teasing like a daytime talk show Mm -hmm. uh that's gonna have a an, an upcoming guest and then uh, that's the end of the segment. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, they cut back to the uh, satellite love, and they're still doing the uh, the super long rock paper scissors. Then they end up tying, mm-hmm. and, and they have uh, to do, they it have to again. do it again. Yeah. Um, fourth segment, which is also the final segment because this is a gauntlet episode. It only has four segments. Uh, Joan and the bots wonder if they'd rather be stuck in the gauntlet or the uh, weird psychedelic world of Lords of the Deep. Oh, definitely the gauntlet. Mm. I'm loving the gauntlet. Yeah, the gauntlet's fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. Yeah, I would rather just watch like six movies or something than you know. Everyone seemed okay. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk about the movie. Okay, uh, the Mads Daytime Talk Show starts, uh, and they have a guest, uh, Doctor Donna Saint Fibes. Oh yeah, of the Sanctuary for B Movie Monsters. <gasps> yes, with the puppet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the Stingray puppet. Yet another product I desperately want. Mm-hmm. It does that. The Stingray puppet looks like a Pokemon. Like the Stingray from the movie looked like it should be a Pokemon. A Pokemon, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. then like I loved that her arm was up. But the puppet yes. had an arm that was coming out, and mm-hmm. it looked like you know one of those hooded hawks or yep. and falcons, I guess. And they do take the the hood off against her will because you know she gave into peer pressure from the Mads, mm-hmm. and then everyone goes into psychic agony because mm-hmm. the uh, little stingray w- guy doesn't like them. That was a delightful bit. It was. Um, so before we move on to the movie, not known nuggets. Do you want to know an early not known nugget? Uh, related to this episode that at least I didn't know. Sure. Um, so the actress who played Dr. Donna, the uh, the person, is uh, Jonah's wife in real life. Aww. So they got to they got to do some MST. There's been several together. spouse power couples mm-hmm. on the Mystery Science Theater world. Yep. Mike Mike Nelson and Bridget Nelson, mm-hmm. and then uh, Jonah and his wife, Deanna Rooney is her name. Cool. Um, so that's it was a fun little not known. What if yet. we got married? <laughs> oh, um, oh. Well, then you'd kill me for insurance, probably. Yeah, but I mean, almost immediately. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not such a bad way to go. Right. You know, we are stuck in space, mm-hmm. and sure, yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh. So, uh, let's do some not known nuggets. Not known moogies. Some not known nuggets. Not known moogies. Not known nuggets about Lords of the Deep. How's that sound? These are these are both very strange. There, there's not much about Lords of the Deep. There's not an alternate title. Uh, It's mostly just about like people on the crew. Um, So, the director of photography for the second unit, which is like, so there's the the A unit um, and. 
this is based on my very very vague understanding of how uh, actual film works. Is that there's the this first should be good because I have no understanding. So okay, go ahead. good. All right, um, then you won't know if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, the yeah, first our audience unit, will love it. <laughs> yeah, the first unit is the uh, the people in charge of like principal photography. They're shooting the the scenes, the main actors, and then a second unit is doing things like. Uh, establishing shots or you know pieces that aren't necessarily using like the main cast it may be there they may be on location somewhere or doing something else so the director of photography on the the second unit uh was a guy named uh, Janusz Kaminski who six years after this he this is one of his first uh, jobs as director of photography um he went on to win the academy award for best cinematography um for schindler's list wow and, and then again a couple years later for saving private ryan he's been nominated for like six academy awards or something i guess his uh he so he was only on this movie for a couple weeks uh-huh. because his footage that he shot was uh, quote too good and didn't <laughs> made the rest of it look bad. <laughs> it did not match up with the first unit footage at all. It yeah. looked way better. Yeah. Um, but uh, they did have to end up editing some of his footage into the final film. And apparently, uh, I, I I don't know if I want to go back and rewatch Lords of the Deep. But there are several. I'd be curious um, to know which of the scenes are his. They say it can be spotted for its mysterious lighting and camera movements. Does it um, say? Does it give timestamps or anything? It doesn't. It did not. It well, did I not. really want to see which scenes there are. Now, no, knowing that there's like this uh, luminary cinematographer who did like a few shots in the movie, I would go back and rewatch and see if I could figure out which ones were his. Yeah. Um, there's also a guy named uh, Robert Skotak who. Uh, he went on to win Academy Awards for uh, Aliens and Terminator 2. What an illustrious... Right? Uh, he was an effects designer. He designed some of the underwater, underwater visual effects. He was asked in an interview why he signed up to work on such a low-budget film. Because at this point, he was he was more well-established than uh, Kaminsky right. was. He was he was more well-established than aluminum foil on, yeah. <laughs> on cardboard walls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, his response to that question was, well, it's four weeks paid work and on a Roger Corman movie. So you get to work with people who are on their way up and on their way down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is. I, I imagine somebody who was in the movie and they were uh-huh. like, oh, that could be me. Oh, the, that oh, could be that me. Could be me. <laughs> <laughs> what a journey. I always imagined that everyone in a Roger Corman movie was on their way down. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously. That's uh, not true. Kaminsky. Um, it proves that to be false because he was definitely on his way up. He was on his way up so so rapidly they fired him. Indeed. For being too good. Um, here's some things that we noticed and felt the desire to comment on about uh, Lords of the Deep. Um, to me, the alien goo that, uh, you know, the, it was represented by, like, this goop. Mm-hmm. Um it looked like it was like the cornstarch slime that someone had just filled with glitter. Yeah, yeah, like kids have. Mm-hmm. Like yes. the kids do. Um, but I thought it was like an absolute miracle uh, because of all, all the people like, you know, touching this stuff and whatever. At the end of the film, the entire set and actors weren't just covered in glitter. Oh, yeah. Like that is, that is by and far and away the most like impressive thing about this film. You know what would help? A, A glitter, glitter vacuum. vacuum. <laughs> A glitter vacuum would help. It's definitely not an inside joke that nope. won't be meaningless to mm. anyone who's listening to this. Glitter vacuum is an actual product that they do sell at craft stores. Mm-hmm. It's just a very small vacuum, apparently designed 
specifically for glitter. I hope that it makes a funny sound when it runs, like a putt, 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 putt. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Uh, um, why don't vacuums make funny sounds? You know, why is it always got to be, you know? Yeah, why so can't angry. It, why can't it be, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a fog, you know, if foghorn? If, if we did invention exchanges with Dr. Odd, we could, I mean, what if a vacuum just played, like, you could load an MP3 onto it? Yeah, and it was, like, so loud, it covered up any mm-hmm. of the engine running, motor running yep. sounds, right? Yep. Somebody <laughs> wants <laughs> to me to work with kind of So it's just, it's just smash mouth. Yeah, it's just smash yeah, mouth. Uh-huh. Smash mouth. It'd be like, uh, suck, suck. Oh, smash, yeah. Smash vac. I don't know. They, suck could, mouth. Uh, it's something else. No, um, suck mouth. Oh, okay. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, we don't need to keep workshopping this. No. Uh, you, you got one and done. You got we, it. We perfected this mm-hmm. product. Um, everyone in this film was both uh, like just regular actor looking at sometimes and then also very sweaty at other times. Sweaty. Uh, and it, it was very evocative of uh, Atlantic Rim. If I've learned anything, it's that it's very hot to make a bad movie. It is. It was, I don't know if it was like actual sweat, like the, it only ever happened like when an actor, in, when a character in the film had to go from one place in this this uh, underwater station to another. Well, so, so I don't know. Maybe was there someone on like the props who was like had like a spray bottle? It was like, okay, you're you're moving around. You're gonna get sweaty. I don't know just, how much you consumed movies from like the '60s and early '70s, but like very little actually. And a lot of those movies, they went overboard with like the sweat effects, like oh. like making people look extra sweaty. I think it was supposed to convey like as part of the acting, right? Like mm. like I don't think they actually made themselves sweat but it's supposed to convey intensity like because well that's that was going to be my next question is are is it is it the fact that they went overboard in those early films or was it just the fact that like people are yes they they didn't have like the same air conditioning like the sound stages you know they're probably shooting on location more seems like they could tell them off if they that they were not supposed to be sweat as someone who sweats profusely in any amount of heat or humidity especially when i'm performing because that adds like a little bit of like you know energy and nerves to it if someone tried to towel me off i would immediately be just sweaty again so listeners who lived during the 60s and 70s Uh uh, let us know if everyone was just sweaty all the time thank you yeah Thinking back, my school buses didn't even have air conditioners when I was growing up. And you were a sweaty boy. Yes. Uh huh. They um, called you Sweaty Boy Jeff. Yep. I I was I was and have always been a sweaty boy. So, how? Here's a question for you. I'll Since answer. You know, it. you know a lot of things about this this movie. I know a lot of things. How did the the Period. resurrection work? Um. So basically, the. Uh, Jesus went into a tomb. Okay, no, the from the movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, the resurrection. Oh, of like the people. Yeah, uh-huh. they never actually died. We just saw their sh- them like disappear, right? Like or cut away. They didn't return to the ship, um, and we assumed that they were dead. So nobody actually died except okay. for the people who got suffocated. Right. Okay. So those <laughs> people were dead. Yeah, those okay. people were dead. Why did so? Did the guy fill his own wetsuit with goop? Then I think that they absorbed him into their their safety tunnel okay he got born into the the creepy world uh-huh. and they then they they exchanged the goop into his suit okay did they like talk him through that i don't think so i think they probably just absorbed him 
Well, I mean, like, but then the, how did he know to fill, or did they just... I think they wanted to fill up the suit. They wanted to fill... So did they take the suit off him then after absorbing him into the tunnel? I think that it was like an exchange. Okay. An exchange. Like, they they smushed him in, and it smushed them out into the suit. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. So there, there's just a lot of, like... Smush exchange. Goo, goo exchange. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So they were never dead. They were just kidnapped yes. by... Well, okay. kidnapped... Lovingly, yeah. I mean, they were saved uh, by these aliens. Yeah. So the only the only actual dead people were, were the ones who got suffocated. Yeah, and then the commander and his little toady who didn't he get like smashed by like a rock or something? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Those guys were real. Those guys were real peaches, huh? Uh huh. Um, favorite riffs. You had one. Oh, I loved. I loved when. <laughs> It was uh, early on when there was one of the earthquakes going on, and they said, oh, my God, and then they riffed my diaper. Oh, yeah, when the uh, the rescue sub or the, the relief sub is coming. <laughs> oh, my diaper. Yeah, yeah, that was very That good. made me laugh mm. very hard. Yeah, that, that was also one of my, my favorites from this film as well. Uh, there were some pretty good ones. Not, there were not, some treasures. Yeah, not, not quite to the caliber of some of the other like top notch episodes Mac and Me has been one of my best ones for so long that mm. everything sort of pales in comparison but this is a delightful episode yes it, it was so let's talk a little bit about this movie okay so the premise of the movie mm. is that it's in the future the yes. surface it's in, it's in 2023 the surface I, I just want to still the I future I want to point that out I just want to point out that this movie is set in 2023 the surface is still is mm. a, the surface is a wasteland because humans have been irresponsible mm. which you know fair true, yep. true yeah, accurate yeah. mm-hmm they, these people work for this company with various nefarious motives. Ooh, mm, various, various nefarious, nefarious motives. motives. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make a song about it. You should. Um, you just did. I, wow. Yeah. Um, but anyway, then uh, a young lady, a uh, scientist, encounters the sparkly goop. And the sparkly goop wants to save her from her imminent death from an earthquake that they know is coming, but mm-hmm. the scientists don't know is yep. coming. And a man thinks that uh, some trade secrets are going to get out or something and tries I to prevent her from leaving and tries to kill everyone. But ultimately, she gets to go stay with the aliens who live underwater for for And all her, all her friends, except for the ones who were killed by the corporation. Exactly. It, it's, it's kind of like a, it's an interesting sort of commentary, really heavy-handed commentary on both... Uh, conservationism and capitalism. Yeah, if it had been done competently, it mm-hmm. might have been poignant. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I do want to say that the uh, computer's name was Trilby, uh-huh, and that yeah. never stopped being funny to me. Mm-hmm. That The bots never riffed on it because maybe the fruit... That fruit was hanging too low could for be. the bots to reach up and grab. I mean, they could have dropped a lady. <laughs> Trilby, lady. That's what I'm saying, is mm-hmm. that maybe it was too low of a fruit. Yeah. But, but I thought it was hysterical no i i thought it was as well yeah i don't i don't know what i feel like the the commander of the mission was killing everyone because that's what the corporation told him to but, do well he was told to kill one person right and then he kept having to cover up murders because people were yeah, getting in the I, way I of him he, killing them he 
for all of the technology at his disposal, he didn't do a very good job you know, of utilizing I it. I think that this was, to go along with the other poignant morals of the story, is that, you know, the if you give a mouse a cookie, but of murder. Mm, if you if give you a mouse murder a cookie, wait. If you give a mouse a murder. If you give a mouse a murder. Then it will just keep murdering. Mm. That's a good moral to take away. That's interesting. Is that a nugget? That's a, a fascinating nugget. A morallular nugget? A morallular nugget. Yes, like that's that? exactly what that is. I did. I <laughs> like right. that a lot. Yeah. Um, there's not really much. It's, it sort of reminds me of uh, uh, the, like, kind of the movie Alien, I think, of the parts of it I've seen. I've never actually seen the movie in total. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, a bunch of people, like uh, at least the parts where they are um, walking around this. Uh, I keep wanting to call it a space station, but it's a sea station. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a sea lab. It's a sea lab, if you it's will. It's underneath the water, and uh, they're like trying to find this this escaped alien because they try the the uh, commander tries to kill it at one point and it escapes out of its tank. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so it's. Uh, there, there's just kind of like it's, it's sort of like wants to be a horror movie at some point, yeah. And then, I don't know, it's just weird. It's a weird. It was all over the place. It was. I feel like it didn't know what it wanted to be. It was disjointed and poorly written. Yes, yes, that's a really good way of putting it. Now, what'd you think of this episode? It was good. It, mm. You know, it, it was certainly you know an episode I'd watch again. I think on a, like a chill day. Okay. Playing some video games. Yeah. Have that playing in the background. Yeah, it's. I think it is a good background episode because it it seems to be have been written in like cycles. Yeah, uh, where you know they send out a submarine, insight. the submarine gets destroyed by a mysterious force. They have some internal conflict. They send out another submarine, the submarine gets destroyed by a mysterious force. They have another internal conflict. Yeah, but it's not it's not so grueling to watch as, as some of the really really bad movies right yes so like uh-huh. you know some of those like you really are gritting your teeth to get through to the end even with the riffing yes. um and yep. this was not one of those this is a perfectly laughably bad movie with some great riffs and some good skits mm-hmm. absolutely and, and i think another thing that does because y- you're you're right there are lots of there, there is this category of MST3K episodes. As someone who used to, uh, on a regular basis, uh, put on an MST3K episode on the laptop next to my bed as I fell asleep mm-hmm. to help me sleep, um, there, there is this category of episode that works really well as kind of background. Yes, thing. yeah. Um, and and to me, one of the things, and, the, and this this film is uh, does that well. Uh, there are. MST3K episodes that are very good, but a lot of the the jokes rely on you. Uh, they rely on things that have to do with the plot, right? They'll, or they'll, things that have been built on other yes, things. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll make no. a joke about like you know a, a something a character did early on in the movie. They or, just have one liner, bang mm-hmm. bang bang, sort of a thing. On yes, this, which is good. And so if, if you're if if it is something you have to be paying attention to, or else the it just sort of feels like they're just saying words, then that that makes it. You can have a great episode, but not one you can watch passively because you're not going to get all of those. I those give jokes. this movie four and a half mwah, out of seven. Mwah. Hmm, that's a weird scale. Thank you. Not the not necessarily the, uh, um, you mwah. know the yeah the 
the the subject of the scale, but the four out of seven. Four and a half out of seven. Oh, okay. So okay. you don't you don't have to math that. It's no, okay. I'm yeah. I was I was trying to, and it's definitely more than half, mm-hmm. but less than a hundred percent. Correct. Uh, well, that seems like a pretty good score. Um, I'll give that the same rating <laughs> because I I have, have agreed. Got to say the whole thing. I have agreed with everything that you've said. You have to say the whole this thing. Episode. I give it four and a half out of seven. Is that is that what you <laughs> good, wanted? Good. Is that what you wanted for me? Yeah, it's good. It'll catch on. Yeah. So uh, we have a uh, we Facebook. have a Facebook page. Uh, Facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, we did put out a call. It's kind of uh, a little late, a um, little before recording. We are – so uh, just a quick production note for us. Um, schedules change with things. Um, you know, the times we can record and, and do all the, the mixing and, and the production on everything uh, change. So we had been releasing episodes on uh, Sundays. Uh, we are now going to move our release schedule still weekly, but to Mondays. Um, that will allow us to uh, accommodate for some uh, uh, extra production time and things like that. So um, we are still getting used to that. So normally on our Facebook page, we do put out a call for uh, people to provide thoughts about their episodes. Uh, we did do this time and put out a little late, but we did get some responses some nibbles uh-huh can we, can we also give a quick shout out to the people who commented on the animated video yes i thought we got lots mm-hmm. of delightful comments which were enjoyable and i loved reading them you did such a good job on that animated video i thank you mm-hmm. so our friend jared writes in um and he says uh, definitely one of the highlights of season 12 mm-hmm. watched it last week again with the misses and we were cracking up it's the one that starts kind of slow and just builds and builds, although starting slow may not be a fair descriptor for any episode that essentially begins with a riff about dropping the Lords off at the deep. You know <laughs> I did I like mean? that. Yeah, oh, I want to start saying that. You, yeah, that's what you said. Uh, as soon as they said that, you're like, well, I'm gonna. that's going to be my thing. I now. haven't done it yet, though. You haven't. No, I mean, I've gone to the bathroom, but I haven't said it that way. Right. Yeah. No, I knew what you meant. But Normally, thank, I just turn you to you. For the clarification. I turn to you. I make dead on eye contact, and I say, "I'm going to create excrement," and mm-hmm. then I leave the room. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you do that. But now I can say, "I'm going to drop the, the lords, lords off, off at, at the, the deep. pool yep. at the mm-hmm. deep." Yep. Uh, thank you, Jared, for writing in. Uh, our friend Michael also writes in. Uh, in the hit or miss realm of seasons 11 and 12, I recall this one being a pretty good episode. Yeah. I haven't really gone back to them a whole lot. I do know that this is a Roger Corman movie with bad movie mainstay Bradford Dillman, who I guess is, is one of the boy? actors. I don't know. It's got a, he's got the world's best name, though. He's got the most mustache name I've ever heard. It's Stuart Dobler. The, uh, no, Dobler was the, the commander, bad guy. right? Yeah. 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 Bradford it. Dillman is Stuart Dobler. Um, I wonder if he was in any other MST3 It's like the guys. same name. What, Bradford Dillman and Stuart Dobler? Yes. It oh, kind of is. Yeah. Anyway, Michael continues, uh, Bad Movie Mainstay Bradford Dillman, who is one of my favorite villains in the old 70s Incredible Hulk TV series. Ooh. All right. Typecast as a villain. Uh, Corman may be the king of bad movies, but you should look at his filmography and the people who used to work for him. Ah, uh, that's kind of what we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Yep. A young James Cameron worked for him before striking out on his own. What? Oh. Jimmy Cameron. 
I wonder <laughs> if uh, you guys buds. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of yeah. Um, I wonder if Roger Corman gave James Cameron the idea for Avatar. Yeah, that seems like it. Something Roger. Corman I mean, like, like in a lot of ways, this movie is the Titanic, yeah. right? Well, yes, yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like the uh, Titanic after. There's water, party. and then bad things happen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I, I guess imagine Roger Corman, Jimmy, Jimmy, I got this idea for a movie. All right, these blue guys, uh, Jimmy, these blue guys, and they're they gotta save a tree or something. I like how he sounds like he's in a hurry. Oh, he's gotta tell James Cameron so I got, fast. I got eight movies to make by Tuesday, Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy, can you help me out here? I like this lore. Yeah. I, 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 you, you know, maybe, maybe Roger Corman will make a appearance on a later episode. Who knows? Who knows? That, that's nothing. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. All right. Now that we have an established voice for him, who knows? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yes. Yeah, Roger yeah. Corman, wink, wink, will appear on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. <laughs> Talking to Jimmy. <laughs> um, so thank you to Jared and Michael uh, for writing in. Again, that is facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Uh, now that we're on a better production cadence, we'll be uh, posting there more often um, woot, woot. for uh, for feedback and things. Do but people still woot? Is wooting done? I know that the... Well, I don't know. I assume that the juggalos still whoop whoop. Oh, no, I'm wooting with two zeros. Yes. I don't think that they do that. I th- I feel like that is a very, like... Well, they're bringing everything else back. Early Gen Z's got the, the bucket hats and mm. the... And the plaid bags. Bucket. I still think we're about three years away from the cycle coming back to woot. To woot, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if they'll ever be able to recapture that early that early online aesthetic mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. there was just so much about just being online then that is so unique to that time period i sound old now um well thank you all for listening we really appreciate it i uh, give you 10 out of 10 oh that's so, no now the scale is up to 10 uh-huh. this is a confusing system of measurement well fine um it's just like the uh the american system of measurement um Again, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash Gizmonic Institute Radio. Um, if you have a second and you listen to our show on a podcatcher that allows reviews and you could go give us a nice review, we'd really appreciate it. Um, that It means a lot to us. Personally, I love reading through the reviews. Um, there was one, uh, it was it was a couple of years ago, but someone compared our show to Hollywood Handbook, oh. which I at the time I had never listened to. And over the last year, I've listened to the entire back catalog of Hollywood Handbook because uh, it turns out that show rules. And then I read that review again, and I was like, that is the best compliment. That we do actually have a handbook. We do have a, uh, yes, a, like a manual that Dr. Odd, it doesn't have much to do with Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, we did... He did write it on the back of a menu from a Shoney's. Yes, uh, that makes from, sense. From uh, Barstow, California. I could see the comparison yeah. now. Mm. So it is kind of a Hollywood handbook. But if you think about it, we're just Hollywood handbook. Yeah. <laughs> don't come for me, Hollywood handbook. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. I would love to get a cease and desist letter from Hollywood handbook. Yeah, even that would be an honor, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Just just a, an email that says back off. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, from Chef Kevin. Um, anyway, uh, thank you to everyone who's uh, written in and, and written reviews. We really appreciate you. Our whole community is awesome. Heck and, yes. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get back to, uh, to Dr. Odd. He's going to interpret some more of our dreams, I think. So... I'm looking forward to that. Sweet. Yeah. But uh, you have any closing thoughts? You know, what's interesting is that I really don't think very much. 
Okay. I thought you were going to go, I thought you were going to be like, you know, what's interesting is, uh, well, you know, when I'm uh, usually about this time of day, and uh, I thought it was going to be a longer diatribe, but that's also true. And I appreciate you sharing that. Thank you for this. Okay. Uh, This has been the audio log for MST3K, Season 12, Episode 3, Lords of the Deep. You know, I feel a lot better after that audio log, but I still would feel even that little bit better if I knew that you're also a ding-dong. I mean, I could tell you that I am, but we can see what my dreams say. Always a chance. Yep. Um, okay. So one of the dreams that I had uh, within the last few hours uh, during one of my blackouts. Um, so I was in a house, but it wasn't – it was like the house that I grew up in, but it wasn't the house I grew up in because it was also partially like a high school that I'd never been to. And I was skateboarding with the snowman and not like a snowman made of snow, but like the killer, the snowman from that movie, the snowman. And we were skateboarding. And all of a sudden, uh, there was like a flood and we were underwater, but then we were in a football stadium. And I think that that's when the M&Ms came in. And then as soon as that happened, mm. I woke up. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. It was looking pretty good till you said M&Ms. Uh-oh. Yeah. And I do want to clarify, it was not the, the chocolate M&Ms and it was not the sentient versions of the chocolate M&Ms either. It was, it was just a bunch of clones of Eminem, the rapper. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Now this, yeah. now, hang, hang on. I got to go to this. I'm still in the M's, but I have to go to Mathers. Let okay. Mathers, comma, Marshall. I, I got to know uh, if Jeff's a serial killer. I'm a little worried now. Um, it says here that, uh, oh man, oh boy. This what is definitely this is definitely concerning to me. Oh no. What does it say? It Am I gonna die? That uh Jeff is probably an excellent rapper. What? That's what it says here. Oh yeah. This is it's awesome. possible. This book is broken. Yeah. There's no mm. way that that's true. It's okay. hey, you wanna lay down a beat for me? No, right hang now? on, hang on. Here's okay. the perfect experiment, okay? I've been learning from Dr. Odd all about the science. Okay. Okay. So I want to prove that this book is incorrect because I know I'm not a ding dong and I know you're not good at anything. Mm. So the best way the best way to prove that the book is wrong is for me to make you rap and you rap terribly. Well, okay, first of all, as a self-identified ding dong, I don't really I don't I think you're Re- well, Hold on, hold on. Real quick. Real clarification, Dr. Rob. When it says yes. I'm a really great rapper, is that with an R or with a W? It's with a W. Okay. Oh. If you could pass me that uh, that unwrapped uh, Milky Way bar you've been yep. carrying around for the last few hours. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Okay. And let me put this in my mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is enclosing it, so. Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah. I got to tell you, Renee, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's a pretty good rapper. Aw. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Here's your, here's your Milky Way back. Oh, mm. that yeah. was a pretty good rapper. I mean, yeah. like, I couldn't yeah. see any of the Milky Way at all. No. I still can't. It's impressive, uh, yeah. really. And I would like to point out, using the scientific method, that seems to prove... Conclusively. Conclusively mm-hmm. that the book is accurate, which means oh. I have deduced... I have also deduced, but I have deduced... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you really do need to turn your camera off when you yeah, do that. Yeah, no, early I was deducing, and it it's was really unfortunate. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know. But listen, <laughs> I, have, I have figured out here that, uh, well, it turns out Renee is, in fact, a ding-dong. That's basically oh, what we got here. So, and I swallowed that candy bar like a snake. 
What if I have another dream and it no has a chewing? I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. I'm curious now. I'm going to. I'm going to send the book up to you guys. Okay. okay. All right. So that I mean, I want you guys to evaluate my dream. Yes. Okay. Oh I mean, yeah. You I look, yeah. It up, uh-huh. But yeah, uh-huh. let's do yeah, it. Let's do it. Yeah, I could just look it up, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we have to look it. I up. I want to look yeah. it up. Uh-huh. Uh, give me that. Yeah, or it's not scientific if he does it himself. Yeah, There's no exactly. word he could be lying. So what we're doing right now is this is called the scientific method. That's right. So we have a hypothesis, which is. Uh, Renee is a ding dong. Okay. <laughs> and then our experiment is. Read book. We have to give the answers in meters. Okay, we'll do it in meters. Meters per second. And then we're the control. Yes, because we're controlling the book Mm -hmm. by moving the pages around. Yep. Um, And I will be deducing while uh we do this. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Okay, well, at least point or carry the Homer bucket somewhere else, maybe to a different corner. You don't want that. You don't want that. I'm close to the camera now. This is a a close-up shot. Trust me, this this is the way you want this. I have a question. If I have another dream, can I, like, if it it gets interpreted, maybe then I don't have to be a ding-dong? Because it, like, overrides the dream. I mean, look, I don't know. Ask the book. I don't know. Do dreams overwrite? Okay, all right. Anyway, all right. I've got the book here. Okay. All right. And I can read. Yeah. So uh, go ahead and tell us your dream. Yeah, I I can read too, but I'm going to let you do it. Yeah. Okay, so in my dream, right, I have always wanted to go to Mars. Oh. And. I find this company, right? And they say they can like, you know, do like a brain scan on me and it'll be just like I went to Mars, right? Yeah. When yeah. I wake up, I'll have all these memories that I will have gone to Mars. But when I get there, they do the brain scan. It actually shows me I've already been to Mars before. And then my entire body inside my bones are made of metal and someone shoots me with a gun but half my face is exposed. I'm a metal skeleton. But then I leave that place because I'm like, what is going on, right? What is that? What is the deal, man? I just wanted to go to Mars. Now I'm a robot, but I run out and I forget. I have to get my kid this action figure he wants. For Christmas, so I go there. Oh, man, poor kid. But when I get there to to get the toy, right? I can't find it. It ain't around anywhere. And freaking Danny DeVito is there, and he is my twin. Wow. Doctor Odd, let me tell That's you what happens crazy. next in your dream, even okay. though it's your dream. Do you turn into a marshmallow after that? How did how did you know this? Jeff, look at this. Oh, wow. That entire thing that you said. Mm, word for word. Word for word. Yeah. Is one of the entries. Uh-huh. What? Yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Even the thing about Danny DeVito. Even the thing about Danny DeVito. hmm Especially, it's underlined, actually. It's amazing that I could totally recall all of this. Mm-hmm. No, you, to- you, you like... You completely killed that. You like, did. It, it is terminated. And it says down here what that means is, is you were a lonely boy. Oh. Were you a lonely boy, Dr. Odd? Ding dong all the way. 